piece of music you're listening to is called One Night in Africa. It's an example of the deep house genre, and I've given it a little bit of an African twist. This week we'll get into how and why. You're listening to How I Make Music, a weekly show for podcasters and audio producers, musicians to go behind the scenes of soundtrack music composition. Each week I revisit one of my original soundtracks and I break it into parts, playing back the music, individual stems, so that you can understand piece by piece how the track was made and what it's for. My name is John Bartman, I'm a music composer, producer from South Africa, and this is How I Make Music. Great, let's kick it off and welcome back to all the return listeners. It's a real pleasure hearing from you all on YouTube where you can leave comments on the show. We'll start with a little one-minute preview of this episode. Uh, I'll break the individual components into parts and then we'll get into more detail. So let's start out with just the bass sound on its own. Remember, bass is a little difficult to hear on small headphones. So if you really want to get the most out of this podcast go and stick your head inside a sub bin. Right, here's the bass. Very warm and uh, low sine wave type bass. We'll come back to that in just a minute. Now, the beat. House beat there with a couple of percussion sounds in combination with the kick. And here are the keys that give the track so much of its color. This episode is going to be a little different to the others. Um, most of the time I get a chance to chat about the composition process and um, the uh, choice of harmonies, instrumentation, melodies, uh, rhythm. But I feel that to do a dance track service, you have to focus a little bit more on the production elements. So whereas previous episodes of this podcast focus on the songwriting process or the composition process, I'd like to turn a little bit towards the production process for this episode and speak more about the role of frequency bands and how sound behaves in dance music. Deep House is pretty popular in South Africa at the moment. There's a massive internationally recognized DJ called Black Coffee. I'll link him in the show notes. And he's done wonders for popularizing the genre. But what makes it so popular? Well, one simple answer is timing. It came after the era of EDM and uh, dubstep, both of which are very aggressive and uh, bright sounding forms of dance music. I feel that Deep House was a subdued come down from this experience. So when I was trying to create this piece of music, I had to keep that in mind. There were two things that I did to create a subdued feel in this piece of dance music. One of them was to be very careful to EQ in such a way that the high frequencies didn't pierce the ear. I'll take you through an example of what I mean. I'm going to run the track and then I'm going to dip out different frequencies and you can hear which uh, section of the frequency band you're listening to at any time. Here's the full spectrum. 
right now just everything under 100 hertz. Difficult to hear if you've got bud headphones. Now everything under 500 hertz. And now everything under 10k. And now the highs at the top above 10k. Let me solo out just the highs at the top. Not much going on there, is there? That was part of the intention, because those really high frequencies are exciters. They uh, are uplifting. And I wanted this track to have the opposite effect. So, using EQ, I was able to really sculpt the sound I was after. The other trick I used to create this really subdued, muted sound was to overlay vinyl static throughout the whole track. Here's the vinyl static just on its own. To reinforce that lo-fi effect brought on by the scratchy vinyl, I sampled background noise from my actual sound card. So what we're going to hear now is the white noise generated by my sound capture device, which is supposed to be as quiet as possible. I really had to really gain it up in order to catch anything and then regain it and regain it until I arrived at this sound. I used sidechain compression with the kick drum as a source to create that standard dance music pumping effect. I love doing experiments and this was an experimental move, resampling my own sound card. And uh, I feel that it really contributes to the fun that went into making this track. If you stay up late enough, you start to get some really crazy ideas. I was able to create an overall muted uh, lo-fi sound, which didn't uh, ir irritate or excite the ear too much. And I felt that that worked quite well within the genre I was trying to create, which is Deep House. The real champion of Deep House music is the sub bass. It's difficult to hear on bud headphones, of course, but I'll leave it running in the background. Maybe you can hear it while I speak. Sub bass is quite a difficult thing to get right. Um, it usually is a sine wave, meaning a very uh, neutral tone nothing too harsh once again, and it provides that warmth to the track that's more felt than heard. The beat in the song, the grooving, driving beat, is made up of a few layers. Let's start with kick and hi-hats. Notice no snare drum. I tend to avoid snare drums wherever I can, especially if I'm writing something that has to be spacious. I find that leaving the snare out creates a bit more room, and I think that's what Deep House is about. I do use these kinds of hand claps a lot in my production, especially when it calls for something of an African feel. I love how soft they are, um, and in this track I feel that they take the place of the missing snare, even though they're on the one beat rather than the two and the four. They're on the one and the three, so they match the kick drum. 
This is electronic music, so I went and found a nice high-pitched loop which I could use on top of all of that. It sounded something like this. I felt that the low frequencies were going to cause a problem with the bass drum and the, and the bass, so I filtered them out. And what we're left with sounds something like this. This is a loop from the software instrument Flesh by Native Instruments. It's a fantastic performance tool and great for generating ideas in this genre. We'll circle back to that in just a moment when I talk about the synths that we use. But for now, one or two more percussion items make this beat a real rolling, grooving vibe. Take a listen to the West African drum sounds that I included. Part of the uh, Native Instruments West Africa series. And that djembe sound is um, used quite sparingly in the track. There's a bit of delay on it, but it doesn't play throughout the track, and I find that also contributes to the space. When I'm making this podcast, I do often feel it's pure madness to try and describe and talk about music because there's so much going on on an experiential level. Um, subconsciously and uh, it's difficult to put it into words so many of the uh, intentions that I have for this kind of music can't really be described but hey I'm here for you guys and I'll do my best so let's keep going what do you think this sound is you guessed that it is ice water being swilled around in a bottle then you're correct and I've used ice water throughout this track as a type of texture because I think it sounds super cool simply recorded the action and then threw it into an Ableton sampler which allowed for this rhythmic loop throughout the track super cool and weird I love it. Listen out for it in the mix when we listen to the full track at the end. Let's move on to the synthesizer section. Um, there are one or two harmonic instruments in this track. There's no clear melody, which makes it good for background music. Uh, let's take a listen to the synthesizers that I used in this track. Now this is a patch from Flesh, which is a Native Instruments software instrument designed for live performance by Tim Exile. It's a really distinctive sound, so dance musos will recognize it quite easily. And I can highly recommend it for this type of music. It's got a modern sound and it, uh, it's really easy to use and really easy to generate new ideas. As I mentioned earlier, I use this for um, some of the drum elements, percussion, hi-hats, as well as this um, little minor chord progression with very little hassle. So if you're looking to generate new ideas quite quickly, it's something worth looking into. Tim Excel's Flesh by Native Instruments. 
So did you happen to notice something different about that passage? It's actually nine bars instead of eight. Eight or 16 bars is standard in dance music, but I decided to use a nine-bar repeating sequence. I just duplicated the last bar just to create some variety. So when you listen to the track at the end again, see if you can feel that. A quick note on the composition here. I mentioned earlier I wasn't going to get too deep into it, but I feel it's worth noting we're in D minor here, which is this chord. And the next chord in the sequence is uh, E minor 7. So it goes from a D minor 7 to an E minor 7. Actually, an octave lower. Like that. It's a pretty cool little sequence, very simple, uh, but I didn't actually have to play any chords to generate that. That is part of the software instrument, Flesh. You can literally hold down one key and generate a whole chord. I just bring this up because when making this type of music, the emphasis is not on harmonic complexity. In fact, if you start to introduce complex modulations and key changes and jazz harmony into dance music, you'll probably find that your audience turns and leaves the dance floor because the focus is on rhythm and the focus is on timing builds and drops to match the stamina of your audience. So bear that in mind when you're writing dance music. Try to shy away from complexity in harmony and melody and just kind of create colors over a very solid beat. That's a good approach to take. And it is the exact approach that I took when writing this beautiful soft keys part. Still ringing. Still ringing. And now we're quiet. So that's one hell of a release value. It goes on for a good five seconds after the last note has sounded. That's a patch I've called Beautiful Soft Keys, and it's my go-to for deep house sounds. It sounds like a Rhodes keyboard, but in fact, it is a software instrument by Ableton called Collision, which I've uh, tweaked to get this beautiful sound. Now, as I mentioned, this is not a specific melody. This is a color, this is a flavor, um, which just kind of lightly dances over the beat, but doesn't really strictly stick to it. It was liberating to get into the zone and come up with little licks and phrases which go up and down the keyboard like this. It was, again, part of the energy that I could really immerse myself um, into this dance piece and just let the rhythm kind of take you and guide your, your fingers. Obviously, uh, a little bit of MIDI editing helped. Um, but when you're writing, if you're writing this kind of music, or in any music in general, getting into a space, getting into a zone, creating favorable circumstances. This is where you get your best ideas. Well, that wraps up another episode of How I Make Music. Thanks so much for listening. We'll play the full track in just a moment, right after the housekeeping, so you can listen to all of the insights for yourself. But before we do that, thank you for listening to How I Make Music. This is a weekly show for audio producers, podcasters, and uh, music composers to go behind the scenes of soundtrack music composition. My name is John Bartman. I write music for podcasts and audio dramas and some videos. In fact, you're actually able to go and download this track and many others like it from my website directly for use in your own projects. Royalty-free music available at 
johnbartman.com, J-O-H-N-B-A-R-T-M-A-N-N.com. Head to the music page and search for what you want. I do really, really love hearing from you guys, especially on YouTube where it's nice and easy to leave a comment on the podcast. So head over to YouTube and search for How I Make Music Podcast. You should find me there. Just look for a video with really low play counts and you'll find me. Go ahead and share the podcast with anyone you think would get a kick out of this take on soundtrack music composition. Find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts by searching for How I Make Music. Link up with me on YouTube or Twitter at John is the Music. Uh, if you want to get in touch, say hi, leave a comment, and help me make this better for you. Until next week, here is One Night in Africa, which is a lo-fi, deep house sounding track with a bit of an African twist, suitable as an intro theme for podcasts about electronic music production, coding, or as a soundtrack for fictional stories set in the 2010s, that kind of era. I'll catch you next week. Thank you.